hello, welcome back to the Oral Health Podcast. Uh, so now, a little bit of a more serious topic we're going to discuss because it is world suicide prevention. Um, mental health uh, conditions can often show up in the mouth and so we just want to have a little bit of a talk about signs that might be there. Um a short and sweet episode today but it is a a big topic and it's an important topic so one I thought we should dedicate a little bit of time to. Um, Karen I hope you're all right this morning. I am thank you very much. Good. Raring to go. Good good. Um, Can you just talk us through some of the the signs that might be apparent um, in the mouth of things like self-harm suicide uh depression and any any mental health related signs that can show up yeah of course and you know by no means um i'm am i an expert on on this but um you know reading up on uh, the the signs of self-harming is often uh, but not always a precursor to uh, suicide um, and suicide attempts. So it is really important that we look out for one of the first signs, which obviously, as I've said, is self-harming. Now, self-harming can range from, you know, self-poisoning yourself, um, you know, damaging your, yourself. So that can be by anything. I mean, I think what immediately jumps to mind is, um, you know, cutting. <clears throat> which is obviously the most common um, self-harm method. However, um, dentists really do need to be looking out for things in the mouth. Now, things in the self-harming in the mouth, unfortunately, can look like some dental disease. So, for example, receding gums, you know, we think, oh, that's gum disease, but it may not be because self-harming um, in the mouth can be where um somebody is is um deliberately taking the gum away with their fingernail or an mm-hmm. implement they're sort of scratching their gum away so the gum will shrink back also there is a lot of lip biting tongue biting cheek biting that kind of thing as well yeah. which may be um sometimes they don't don't know they're doing it really you know if you're really sort of stressed they might start doing it and you know whilst cheek biting is really really common we're talking more to a degree of um, causing ulceration in the mouth so when you go to the dentist they might see that you've got an ulcer or something like that and may not necessarily put it down to that and I think we have to look at um, you know maybe maybe scarring that that has occurred Um, but it can be really difficult to approach that subject because we all get ulcers from time to time and I think we have to look at where the ulcers are and um, the frequency of them as well. Um, but, you know, it's a difficult subject. You know, yeah, you could say is. to somebody, you know, how are you getting these ulcers? Well, how often do you get them? And it could be entirely due to hormonal changes, due to um, a lowered immune system. There's lots of things that can cause it, which is why it kind of slips through the net a little bit. But, um, you know, if somebody, like I say, has has been sort of picking at their gums in one position and you've got recession around one tooth, that would ring alarm bells, really, because gum disease does tend to affect more parts of the mouth. Not always, but some. So I think it's um, 
you know something we have to be aware of yeah and and that's why it's difficult to pick up because it mirrors so many other oral diseases and i think if you actually treat what you think is the oral disease and it doesn't get better then you might want to be having other conversations um you know perhaps giving them a telephone number i mean i think you know by saying to somebody you need to go and see your gp it might be a bit too much for them they may mm-hmm. not be ready to uh take that step but there's lots of um lots of groups that can help them i'm sure you'll be able to put some um some help helpline numbers um with this podcast so if so that yeah absolutely who does want to investigate getting some help um you know when when people have eating disorders as well and i know that's not sort of looking to uh, not not necessarily being suicide although unfortunately some people do die of um eating disorders um that will show in the mouth as well because although the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the self-harm is a result of what they're doing with their eating disorder that still is a problem you know many people eat things that are not um not Edible. for human consumption yeah. i mean i've known people eat rubble and you know plaster from the walls i mean all of that will cause wear on the teeth so it's a case of just um your dental team you may feel more comfortable talking to your dental team because they're not coming from the sort of mental health kind of angle and you may be worried about the the damage that you're doing to to your um soft tissue in your mouth your gums your lips your your tongue your cheeks um just just flag it up to them and they will be able to help you i mean it's not that they 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 don't know what to do because they will know what to do and and in a lot of cases that the um the, the issue is resolvable because you can just heal. I mean, the mouth has a good capacity for healing. So yeah, it does. it's just a case of doing something else and stopping doing it because it becomes a habit, doesn't it? It's like a release. Um, and most self-harming is about getting that that relief from, you know, your thoughts and everything that's sort of going on in your life. So it's... Um, it's important to get help and I know it's not easy but it might be the first step if you talk to your uh, dental team it doesn't have to be the dentist speak to the speak to the nurse the nurse mm-hmm. will uh, equally be able to help yeah and um, by no means if you are a dental person dental professional by no means are we trying to say it's your responsibility to pick up on these things no. and that it's the first thing you should think uh, because it's often not you know, um, it's just, it should be a part of the puzzle, even if it's not the main thing you're concerned about. Always have it in the back of your mind. But obviously, yeah. well, it's I think so when, it, when, when, I, when, I, when you go to your, your dentist and, they have a, and you have a checkup, they, they will almost have a um, sort of a mental checklist in their head about what's causing any problem that's in the mouth. So what they would do is start eliminating what the problem could be and you can kind of get down that and you can you know, get to get to the bottom of it if it is a dental problem then it will be cleared up by the treatment if it's not then that might be a reason then to have a deeper conversation 
with your patients. Um, yeah. I mean, cheek biting is incredibly common because, you know, that, that piece of your cheek kind of just sits where your, your teeth meet together. And it's very tempting just to go, you see people all the time kind of cheek biting. And then when they open their mouth, they've got a lovely like callus, like a white line callus inside their cheek. I suppose you could say that is a very, very mild form of self-harm because you are damaging the structure of your, your cheek. But it's not it's not problematic. It's not going yeah. to cause you any lasting damage. So um, don't worry too much about that. It's when when the areas are getting ulcerated, they're getting sore. Um, I even read one case where um, unfortunately a young person had take, taken a hammer to their front teeth because psychologically they didn't like the look of their front teeth. I mean, I know that's sort of slightly different to self-harming, although it is self-harming. It's not a not something that obviously he did regularly he -hmm. did it the once um but it can go to that extreme you know if nobody's listening to you um then you take things to extreme don't they you know if if you yeah if you've got no one that's you feel that's going to help you but there is help definitely just talk to somebody yeah, it doesn't definitely. have to be anybody you know, you know, or you've got lots of different places that you can go to anonymously and just have a chat about it. I mean, obviously, if you're young, you can go to Childline and just um, talk about what's going on. If you've got um, you know, a good teacher in your school, I mean, they're very, very good. Some schools have great uh, pastoral care that um, will will be obviously trained that we're not trained or you are to a better degree than me um sophie so um yeah i mean your experience is obviously much greater than mine and there is a term in um in counseling and mental health care um i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but basically someone will make a big disclosure as they're about to leave and it's like people do it so that they can say they've done it but they don't actually have to deal with it i can imagine that kind of thing is more common than a sit down disclosure and but maybe if you just get on really well with someone it might be like oh well teeth aren't looking that great today probably because i've spent the last months doing whatever and it it, like they drop it kind of Mm. nonchalantly but it should be something in the back of the mind to to think up and obviously when you get younger you think about safeguarding and and raising all the flags you need to in terms of that but it's um it's such a nuanced topic and that's why i said really we're not going to dwell too much on it but because yeah, I mean, it, it can really be picked is. up it, it's something yeah. to at least draw attention to it i mean certainly i mean you might have your dental professionals out there that have seen this patient and they think I have no idea why this is happening to this patient why they keep presenting with the same problem and I can't find a dental reason for it it's a possibility it's worth saying is everything okay do you want to talk about it they don't want to talk fair enough you know not there for we're not trained for this you know we're dentally trained but you know, it may be that it's sort of such a, um, an anonymous um, environment because you're not going to be talking about mental health, you're talking about your teeth. It might be somebody opens up. You never know. It, it's stranger things have happened. And, you know, we're, we're always there to help and we're always there to, to listen to people. But as I say, it's better to speak to somebody who is um, 
trained in the uh, um, in the subject that, oh, that we're not. And then, you know, we can also talk about things like there is statistics out there that um, dental professionals are among the highest amount of medical professionals to take their own lives or have suicidal thoughts yeah. or, or actions. And mm-hmm. that is a topic that is so sticky uh, that I don't know if I necessarily feel comfortable discussing because it is so there could be a million and one reasons for that and it's it's absolutely uh, and and yeah I mean as a profession it is a a very stressful profession um and over the years it's got harder and harder to um to deal with that there's so many pressures from so many angles and unfortunately mm-hmm. it has this knock-on effect and like you say it's among the highest uh profession of of suicides which you know all i'd say is if you're feeling like that please 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 talk to somebody yeah absolutely that's essentially what it comes down to and um you know we'll be back next time discussing something a lot lighter um just we want to draw attention to dental tourism turkey teeth and um the things that can come from that we've got some fun stories but um we will leave you be for now and come back next week if you want to learn a little bit more about that